Welcome to the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. Now, whether you're suffering hair loss from chemo, alopecia, or your hair is simply thinning out, I know exactly what you're going through. You see your scalp shining through and you're terrified you're going bald? Ugh, that is not a good feeling. But the good news is we found each other and I'm here to help you with all of that. Hi, I'm Deborah Heim. I am a certified alternative hair specialist and the owner of Very Best Little Hair House. I have been wearing wigs myself for over 20 years and I know firsthand wig shopping, along with the stigma and shame that goes along with hair loss, doesn't help, but I'm here to change that. I'm here to help you feel inspired, educated, and empowered about everything alternative hair. From the shame and stigma, all the way to wigs, toppers, why not all wigs are created equal. I have so much to say and so much to share with you, and I am excited that you're here. So take a deep breath, feel the love I'm sending your way. It's time to find and love yourself again. Let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome. This is episode three of the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. I am Deborah Heim, and I am your host. And today's episode, I had planned to talk about shopping for a wig. But you know what? I'm going to skip that. We'll do that maybe next time. But what I really want to talk to you about today is something that nobody talks about and we really need to address it. It is the stigma and the shame, both unnecessary, that come along with hair loss and wearing a wig and what have you. I am totally shame-free at this point. I've been wearing wigs, primarily wigs now for 12 years, but I've been through it all. Chemo twice, hair loss, alopecia, stress-related. So there isn't much in the area of hair loss that I haven't faced. So I know, I know the panic, and it can feel lonely when you have nobody to talk to. But along the way, I've reached the point where I am shame-free. I mean, you could able to tell people I wear a wig. I'm able to take it off in my shop. I love in my shop when I can take it to the level that I have a wig on. They know I sell wigs. They come to my shop. They're like, but that isn't a wig, is it? So I take my wig off. And I do it not only to prove that it's not a wig, but also to show anybody in my shop that I have a shaved head and I can be shame-free too. And Generally, as soon as I do that, I commonly hear, oh, well, you look so good. You know, if I looked that good or whatever, I wouldn't wear a wig. But you know what? I don't necessarily think so. You know what I mean? But the fact is, is it is what it is. So I just have learned to deal with it. And I think some of the things that have helped me is knowing that I can have hair that looks like hair without any shame or stigma. Or I don't have to. I mean, I've become secure enough with myself that either way, it's all good. And I want you to be that way too. And I think a combination of things help you to get to that point. Number one is taking action. So at least you feel like you have some control on the situation. And sometimes the fear of looking fake or the fear of what worse could happen will stop you from taking action and don't let that happen. There are so many wigs out there that look so good and I try and have fun with it. I wear a different wig every day and it wasn't easy for me to do that. 
people are like, oh, it must be nice. No, switching colors and switching styles and stuff, it was a stretch for me. And maybe in further episodes, I can tell you more about an approach to do that. But everybody has fear the first time they leave the house with the wig. And God forbid, if somebody were to say something to you, it's just, it is what it is, okay? A lot of the people I see that are obviously wearing a wig, couple reasons. Number one, generally, it's not the right wig for them. And of course, there are bad wigs out there. And it doesn't have to necessarily do with price. You can get a bad wig at a high price point too. It's just the overall appearance and the fiber. It's a combination of things that makes it look real. But anyway, that's also ahead of itself. Wearing a wig that fits your head properly is essential. A lot of times when you see someone that's noticeably wearing a wig, it's because it's the wrong size. Sometimes I think that people continue to wear a bad wig because they don't know any better. If you've never had a good wig that fits your head properly, how would you know any different? And so there are a lot of people out there like me that can help you. And I see people coming to my shop with dread and anxiety, but then when they get there and they see that, hey, it's all okay, there's somebody that can help you through this. The possibilities are endless. And then like within an hour and a half and they're leaving the door, they're excited again, looking forward to getting their driver's license picture taken or going to that class reunion. And I love that. Okay, that's what I do this for. When you come to my shop, it's not necessarily about the hair you get, but one of my keys to success is only using the very best. But it's also providing somebody with the help and empowering them with the knowledge that I had to kind of find out on my own. I wrap it all up into one so that when you come to my shop, that's how we do it. And if you can't make it to my shop, I do have a book on Amazon. If you simply search too much hair, you can find it. And the only reason I mention that is because I wrote it for the person that was like me, that had no knowledge. Like, do I need a wig? Do I need a topper? Oh my God, somebody's going to know. I write a lot about how my fears were basically unfounded, but also about taking, I hope you take the courage to take that next step. Say you get a wig. Say it is not the best wig for you. You know what? It's not a permanent decision. And there are other ones out there. And most importantly, you get better as you go along. Oh my goodness, them Facebook memories. Sometimes it's strolled down a lane. I would rather not want to go. But you know what? I did what I could. And that's what I knew at the time. So don't let shame and fear stop you. As far as hair loss, when it's happening, sometimes you think you're the only person in the world that it's happening to. And you know what? That's simply not true. Uh, quoting statistics, which statistics are only as good as where you get them from, but these came from John Renault in Cleveland Clinic, so I'm pretty sure they're reliable. John Renault estimates that 40% of women at age 40 have noticeable hair loss. And Cleveland Clinic goes ahead and says 50%. And I'll tell you what, I think both of those are a low estimate because I think when they're taking the surveys, a lot of people don't even want to admit to themselves that they have hair loss because it's such a thing and why. Hair is hair, we attach so much importance to it. But again, that works for me to say that's why it's okay if you want the best alternative hair because hair 
is important to people. But whether you have hair, whether you don't, you have to learn to love yourself. And it's a process. And I will try and give you my hints as we go along on this podcast. Some of the things I see women get caught up on what's causing this. Well, there's a million causes. And a lot of the causes the people won't even admit or the source will say, oh, no, it doesn't cause hair loss. Like medications. Quite a bit of time people will be on a medication, notice a hair change. And they're like, they ask the doctor or whatever, and they say, no, it isn't causing that. Well, I don't know. I think circumstantial evidence is still evidence, but whatever. Okay, so it doesn't cause that. But I see people getting caught up in like, well, I'm not going to do anything because it'll get better. It may, but don't let it stop you from feeling better about yourself when you look in the mirror. Taking action isn't going to further your hair loss if you do it right. Number one, if a wig fits your head properly, it's not going to stop your hair from coming back. I get asked that quite a bit, like, well, if I wear this, it'll stop it. No, not if it fits properly. As far as toppers, that's not my favorite way to go. And I think I have more information on that coming down the line because they do attach with clips. But those also do not have to cause hair loss if you do it correctly. But I think a lot of people take action without researching something properly. You've got to get the right size topper for your head. And I'll tell you what, if you're watching like a one or two minute thing on the internet or whatever, and it looks easy, yes, it can be that easy, but it's not usually the case. So just take that from what it's worth. But a lot of times when you're watching something where somebody's putting the topper on, it's generally done by the people that are providing the topper and that's, they're trying to sell it to you. And that is cool. But if you're not the right customer for that, it's not the right piece for you. People ask me all the time about taking vitamins, supplements, the hair regrowth thing. I say, do it. I'm like a positive thinker. If something out there is going to help you, by all means, do it. But don't let it stop necessarily you from checking out other avenues like hair to make yourself feel better in the meantime. A lot of people are afraid to wear a wig because they think it's going to fall off or blow off in the wind. That's not true. I've worn my wig and my topper on a motorcycle. I did have a problem with a clip-in bang on a motorcycle, but that's to be expected. But anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there because, yeah, mishaps have happened to me too. And you know what happens? I learn from it and I move along. A lot of mistakes that I see, people will come into the shop with a wig that isn't working for them. I think it's a natural inclination to look for a wig in a picture that looks the most like your hair. And this is counterintuitive, but that is not necessarily the best way to go. Again, gets down to how does the wig fit your head? I go by fit first, then length, then color third. But that's a whole nother episode. But you don't have to be afraid that it's going to fall off. You don't have to be afraid if you get rained on, especially synthetics. They're beautiful for that. I remember the first time I was caught in the rain, I'm like, yes, because I knew it was going to dry and I was going to look just as good as I did when I leave the house. And if you do alternative hair right, people will think that you just went to a salon. If you left my shop on a Friday, went to work on a Monday, and I've had people call or text or tell me, Deb, it's just like you said. They said, who did your hair? And that's what I get asked all the time. Even people that don't know me as the lady from the wig shop or whatever, when they see me out 
they will say, oh my gosh, who does your hair? The color's amazing. The cut is amazing. And I'm at the point where I'm not afraid to tell them that it is indeed a wig. And I do give my card because I want to be that example of how good you can look in a wig. And hopefully we'll get you to where you feel a little more comfortable about it too. I know some of my clients come to me because they've found out they've been working alongside somebody for a year or two years or what have you. And in a moment of talking about hair loss, the person, the client will reveal to them that, oh, okay, yeah, this is a hair piece that I got from the very best little hair house. So a lot of times I get referrals by word of mouth. But you know what? That's rarely the case because not everybody is to the point where they're willing to admit that, yeah, it's a wig or a topper. And you know what? We got to change that. So if you're having hair loss, I'm going to tell you one of the first things that you can do is this. When that negative thinking starts and that negative, oh, I'm losing my hair, what am I going to do type thing starts, first thing you need to do is stop it, okay? That sounds easier then, but if I was able to do it, you can do it. So when that starts, stop the thought because, again, more women are going through hair loss than you might think, and men too. When I say women, again, I had a man in my shop today, but anyway... Thinking negative about yourself isn't going to help. So stop that negative thought. You get the belief because you think it all the time. You may hear it from other people that are in the same situation. And that's the thing. I notice sometimes on my feed or in certain groups when talking about the shame, especially when the whole Oscar thing came up, people expressed how the position of shame they were in And you know what? I don't feel that way. And it's up to me to get myself to the point where my feelings are unheardable. And during the debate, when I brought that up to somebody, they're like, well, that's fine where you're at or whatever. But you know what? If you don't try to at least make that first effort to stop that unnecessary shame, you're not going to get any further than that. And shame is not a good place to be. You know, I want you to be happy And there's many, many beautiful things about you. And hair or no hair, you are beautiful and you need to believe that. Now, as far as the Oscar things, I didn't even really see it at the time because I don't watch the news. I try and stay in a positive zone. So I remember the morning after, all kind of things were scrolling across my page about what had been said or whatever. And I'm like, oh, no, here we go. But I thought about it for a minute and I'm like, okay. So it was something said by a comedian that is known for roasting people. So that was my first thing, like, okay, let me take this and watch this and give it an open mind. So when I watched exactly what had happened, I didn't take that as an insult. And I know I am in the minority, but I want to go ahead and put my views about this out there either. First of all, he referred to Demi Moore, who is gorgeous. And Jada looked gorgeous that night. Hair or no hair, we look beautiful. And when I do this episode, when this episode is up, I'm going to post pictures of my Barbie who is bald. I call her my alopecia Barbie, but she's not an alopecia Barbie. And I don't want to get into the trademark thing or what have you. But the fact is, is she's bald and she looks beautiful. They wouldn't make a Barbie with no hair if it wasn't beautiful. So that's alopecia Barbie. But anyway, 
he referred to the movie G.I. Jane. And I'll tell you what, I mean, I think he was trying to be funny and not insulting. He didn't say anything I don't feel that was degrading. But my point is, is that everybody kind of saw it that way. And you know what? That shows me where you are at in your acceptance of it. And I'll tell you, if you have hair loss, you can try and correct it, but it really does yourself no favor if you don't accept it. And that might seem harsh, but I'd rather tell you what I think is going to help you in the long run. If you don't agree with me, that's fine. But anyway, I got to say it. So one of the things that I did that might have helped as well is doing some forgiveness work. And there are many ways you can do this. I also use a pattern interrupter of tapping or EFT. And those will be further episodes down the line. But stopping that negative loop and changing your thinking to the better is the first way, forgiveness and taking action. So, you know, that's about for my thoughts on shame and stigma or whatever for this episode. If you liked it, if you hated it, drop me a line, let me know. If there's a subject you'd like to hear, an expert at losing hair, an expert at being bald, an expert at wearing alternative hair can help you with, I'd love to hear from you. So until next time, take care of yourself, love yourself, and bye-bye. If you loved this episode and want to connect with me, please go to my website and drop me an email, verybestlittlehairhouse.com, so we can get in touch. And until next time, remember that you are beautiful, perfect, and loved just the way you are.